Legally Vocal from Aperio, with guest host I, Stephanie Boyce, celebrating women in legal. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Legally Vocal. I'm I, Stephanie Boyce, President of the Law Society of England and Wales, and with me today is Amy Wang. So Amy, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to this. Um, I feel very, very glad to meet you and I am fangirling a little bit. Um, (laughs) My name's Amy. I am a trainee solicitor working in-house for RVU, which is a sort of conglomerate of tech services, price comparison websites, and I have just completed the first year of my training contract. And how does that feel? I've done a little bit of celebrating. It does It does feel very good. Um, doing a lot of uh, soul searching as well, I feel, because it seems like a, a, an anniversary and like I am sort of entering the next step and feeling about where I want to go in the future. So Amy, so just thinking about you've completed your first year training contract and you're thinking about the future, what that means for you, what it looks like, the future. Tell us a little bit more about that. I think a massive part of why I feel quite secure and happy and where I am, and I'm incredibly fortunate to be in that position, is because of the people around me. And as I've mentioned, I've done a lot of soul searching, particularly in the wake of um, International Women's Day. I thought a lot about the people around me and how lucky I am to have people sort of both put me in positions where I can learn sort of beyond sort of what I believe the average trainee gets to do um, and also how ultimately unjust it is that that I have these opportunities because of the, those people around me and that I know friends who don't. I think that success very much is a journey um, and I'm right in the middle of it at the moment and it's easy to think of it as, a, as an end point. I, I work in very much a startup culture. We we move very quickly. We're always looking to the next piece of success. And it's very easy to get discouraged when you think of a powerful institution of people who are higher up, like much higher up than you, and feeling like you're very far away from entering this elite club as I've just started my career. That's why I feel like it's incredibly important to have that support of women specifically to mentor you to sponsor you to have someone to cheer you on Mm. and acknowledge how the you of one like one year ago two years ago would be absolutely over the moon to see where you are now but also someone to sponsor you and push you into those positions of responsibility and um, and tasks that you wouldn't otherwise get to do I think the legal industry is incredibly regimented. There's this system of of PQE and a lot of it is made up of, oh, when I was at your level, I did X, Y, and Z. I I don't know if you've felt like that in the past, but I I feel incredibly glad that someone has been able to say, I think you can do more. Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm in no doubt that I am where I am today because of those sponsors, those mentors, those networks, you know, people who have advocated for me, spoken up for me, known and unknown. But I guess it's knowing how to access those networks. And of course, I've long spoken about, you know, I was uh, second year at university before 
I understood what it meant, what those networks, to tap into the work experience and so forth. So how did you seek out, did you seek out those sponsors, those mentors, those individuals that you speak so eloquently about? I very much did not. <laughs> so I fell into an incredibly fortunate situation where my manager, my training principal is a woman who is just incredibly accomplished and also very much sort of instills that idea of paying it forward. So I never really reached out to attain my mentors, but I feel like now I'm in a position where um, I've realised that I'm part of a cycle and in order to redress that balance of getting more female leadership into senior positions, we can't just be mentoring or um, being mentees to on a one-to-one -one ratio. Women in more senior positions need to be mentoring sort of multiple women and having those, having the time to do that and having the opportunities to do that needs to be something that organizations both sort of in private practice and in-house, need to give them the space to do because it is also not their responsibility to single-handedly overhaul a system. So thinking about paying it forward and thinking about International Women's Day, and of course this year's theme is hashtag break for bias. Imagine a gender equal world, a world where those of us who perhaps have reached the pinnacle or who have achieved in our profession how do we pay it forward? I, I will say that is quite a utopian sort of mindset that I've never really thought about. I want to move away from um, a mindset where individualism is rewarded above all else. I think that many people view a successful person or, or they will look up to their view of a, a successful person as someone who is a cult of personality or, or a bit of a lone wolf. Um, you can probably tell several entrepreneurs in the, in the news and things like that and see them as having um, achieved their genius, their riches as um, you know, purely by intelligence and things like that. They're seen as kind of one level separated from everyone else and that, that makes them incredibly two-dimensional and incredibly unrelatable. I want to see a world where people acknowledge the background that they've had and everyone that has worked to help them achieve that success and how it, how it means to pay it forward in order to bring other people up. So taking away that individualist view, I think is, um, and that is inherently rather seen as a masculine trait and instead moving on to a, a system that pays it forward. So have you observed any barriers and biases against women in the legal industry? And, uh, and if you have, you know, what initiatives have you seen that would help overcome these? I certainly have. Um, I think that I'm very uh, fortunate in my position as um, a, a trainee in a rather lean legal team. But um, so instead, the barriers are more on the, the business side itself. Um, in terms of senior leadership, there is a view that, um, uh, and, and perhaps it's the startup culture that um, we very much adopt and we cherish, um, but there's this idea of um, 
senior leadership taking on a protege and um, someone who's senior, um, usually a, a, a man will see a legacy um, that they are incredibly proud of in the company, but they want to instill it in a junior person and that usually becomes a more junior version of themselves. Um, and that sort of, uh, it goes back to that rather individualist view of um, this is where I am and um, I want to continue where I am on uh, essentially on the same path, where, whereas we don't necessarily want to be on the same path anymore. Um, the initiatives that I've seen to help overcome this aren't necessarily to sort of overhaul the system as such, but to increase that um, idea of protégés and, and mentorship, um, but refocus it so that it's not necessarily towards someone who's just a clone of yourself. One initiative that had quite a big impact on me was when I attended a company event a couple of months ago where the speaker was Edwina Dunn, which you might know as the creator of the Tesla Club card, has a background in data science that was incredibly pioneering at the time. And um, uh, my current company has a, a very strong interest in data science. So um, that was the original sort of um, frame of her speech. And then she pivots to speaking about her new passion project, which is called The Female Lead. Um, it is essentially a, um, a mentoring PR system um, organization that helps to sort of uh, illuminate the voices of um, all sorts of women around the world who are just doing incredibly interesting and vibrant things um, that uh, and providing them a platform that they otherwise wouldn't have. Um, and what I found really interesting about that was the entire purpose is to um, give young women the a, a view of what their future could be like. Um, it's sort of rever a reverse protege almost, where um, the person in power isn't necessarily... Um, sort of selecting someone off of the basis of um, characteristics that they see within, uh, within themselves with them, but, um, but instead uh, that more senior member is sort of speaking into, um, into this platform and then having um, potential protégés and mentees reach out and being open to mentorship. And I, I found that just sort of incredibly um, incredibly effective at mm -hmm. sort of reversing the narrative and um, redressing the power imbalance that inevitably happens in these sorts of protege, um, protege situations. And that felt like a very, very effective use of power and leadership. Mm. And so thinking about the future and speaking to the future, you know, to those who are coming up behind us, and I appreciate you're a trainee, so you're at the start of uh, uh, your career, but thinking about passing the baton on, what would you say to those coming up behind you? I think in the future, what I really want to say is we are, 
and, and I mean this very earnestly, we're moving away gradually from the mindset that for women to succeed, they should act like men. And by that, I mean that sort of individualist mindset and a sort of thinking for yourself, which isn't very complimentary to men, I suppose, but that women should need to sacrifice their character, their background, their livelihoods in order to fit in into a system that doesn't sort of, um, that sometimes doesn't appreciate the unique perspectives that we have. And I believe that the term sort of egalitarian or gender neutral and, and things like that have harmed women in the past by essentially sort of defaulting, essentially defaulting to the status quo instead of appreciating diversity and inclusion and, and allowing everybody's individual characteristics to shine. So that is what I really, really wish to see in the future. And I can already see that change. Well, that's excellent to hear that you can see that change. And of course, you know, as much as we can do to encourage those coming up behind us, and indeed, for those of us who are already in the profession, how do we reach? How do we hashtag break the bias and move gender equality forward and ensure that we are moving towards a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, and where collectively we can all make a difference? Amy Wang, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Legally Vocal from Aperio. Join the conversation on LinkedIn or Twitter at Legally Vocal and follow on your podcast app of choice for every episode as it's released.